Hey everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. You're listening to a segment from my radio show from 95.3 MNC. To get the daily show prep and other exclusive posts sent right to your email, go to my website, theburningtruth.us, and sign up for my free newsletter. Watch the live stream during the radio show every afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time at trovo.live slash CaseyTheHost. Or subscribe for premium content at special.tv. Just search for my name. Enjoy this podcast. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson, broadcasting live at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. And again, we have uh, we have specials on food and some of my favorites and everything else. So come on out to Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. As you come in, just take the stairs, come up to the right, and we'll be upstairs. You can hang out with us and enjoy your food. So if you don't have dinner plans tonight, come on out to Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill and hang out with us until 6. Okay, I want to do – this is a, a personal side project of mine because, frankly, I'm getting a little sick and tired of fact-checking this on social media. And I even run into uh, conservative women who post this quite a bit. Have you guys seen the graphic between Sue Bird and LeBron James? Now, Sue Bird is a WNBA player, and Sue Bird has 17 seasons in the WNBA. LeBron James has 17 seasons in the WNBA. She's won four championships. He's won four championships. Her salary, $215,000. His, $37.44 million. Bonuses for winning the 2020 Finals, $11,356 for Sue Bird. Bonus for winning the 2020 Finals for LeBron, $370,000. Okay. So I have watched guys and gals, even on the political right, posting this graphic, this side-by-side juxtaposition over the past several weeks. And I'm getting really sick and tired of fact-checking this. I have been over this a lot with the U.S. Women's National Team, which, by the way, I'm still irritated by this because I was always a U.S. Women's National Team soccer fan. And people used to get sick and tired of me talking about it every World Cup that would come around because I would be rooting on both teams. I just only was able, other than one year, I was only able to root for the men one week. (laughs) That was it. The, The men are typically knocked out early. But the women, as you all know, one of the best soccer teams on the women's side of things in the entire world. They can't compete with high school boys. They lose to high school boys every time they play them, just like the Australian national team does. But as far as women are concerned, the U.S. women's national team is the best in the world. And I was always a big fan until they decided to go with this whole pay disparity thing, which I've, I've already gone over a whole bunch. Uh, first of all, the women's team made more in this, last, this last, uh, last year than the men did. The women chose the guaranteed contract as opposed to the, the winning percentage incentivized contract. They made that decision. So they would have made more had they taken the other contract. They chose not to as a team. That's on them. That's not on anybody else. I've also been over the women's versus men's soccer revenue. Guess what I'm going to do now? So let's just go into some basics here. All right. So this is not an accurate comparison between the two. And for the record, I want to, I just want to point out Sue Bird is a tremendous athlete. She deserves all the accolades that she gets for as great of a career as she has had. However, comparing Sue Bird to a guy I detest, LeBron James, doesn't make any, any dang sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Let me just go over some basic numbers for you. The WNBA generates $60 million in revenue every year. 
$60 million in revenue every year. Sounds like a lot of money. We'll get to that. So the WNBA for the entire year generates $60 million. 83% of that comes from ticket sales. That is a key statistic. Please remember this. The WNBA operates annually at $70 million. But they generate $60 million in revenue. So the WNBA loses $10 million a year. Now, a lot of you are wondering why the WNBA hasn't folded. That is an excellent question. The $10 million loss that the WNBA gets every single year is subsidized by the NBA, which means the NBA pays the loss. So when the WNBA loses money, the NBA says, here, here's some charity, don't fold. The only reason the WNBA is still around is because the NBA charitably bails them out every year. One, one day, and I hope that this is the case, one day, maybe this will change. One day, perhaps, in, in FIFA, women's soccer will get more advertisers and more revenue, and the whole thing changes. I hope so. And I'm going to explain exactly how that can happen, because it is a very simple and easy thing for that to happen. But nobody wants to accept responsibility for it. We'll get to that in a minute. So the WNBA generates $60 million a year, but they, they lose $10 million because they actually operate at $70 million. So the WNBA, $60 million in annual revenue. The NBA, $8.3 billion in revenue a year. You really blowing bubbles in here? COVID bubbles all over the place? So the WNBA, when you're going to compare salaries... If you're just looking at winning records and things like that, and let's be honest, Miss um, Bird is not competing against athletes like LeBron James is. I know, that's going to hurt a bunch of your ovaries to hear me say that, but the reality of the situation is she's not competing against world-class NBA, world-class NBA athletes. Okay? There's plenty of clips for you to watch WNBA players. There are many elite WNBA players, but there's a lot of clips of you watching some WNBA games where... One minute, two minutes goes by, and nobody scores a point. It doesn't happen. You watch three or four layup attempts. They all miss. There are some elite athletes, but let's be honest. The quality of competition is not there. For the record, this goes to LeBron James because his success in his career is because he hasn't played against top-tier talent either. If he had played in the Jordan era, LeBron James would not even be a speck on anybody's radar. That is my opinion. I don't have any facts to back that up. But there's a lot of players from the Jordan era who agree with me. Now, you agree with me too. A bunch of people do. That era was so stacked with talent, it was ridiculous. It was easy to get lost if you were an elite player in the NBA back in, in the 80s and 90s. So, WNBA, $60 million a year, which is a $10 million loss. NBA, $8.3 billion in revenue a year. There's going to be a salary discrepancy. Next, WNBA, 83% of their revenue comes from ticket sales. The NBA, only 35% comes from ticket sales. So the NBA doesn't make most of its money by people physically going to the game. The WNBA does. And there's far less people, by the way, who go to WNBA games than NBA games. The average attendance uh, for the WNBA is 7,700 people. Average NBA per team revenue for the 2019-2020 season, which for the record is down 
from what it was two years prior. They've had two years of lost, excuse me, losing revenue in a row. So the average NBA team revenue, this is per team, on average, not the league, just per team, is $263.87 million. Each NBA team, on average, earns more than 338 times the entire WNBA per year. There's going to be a salary discrepancy, guys. The WNBA doesn't make money. They lose money. So when you've got teams in the NBA who make over 338 times what the entire league in the WNBA does every single year, you're going to have an issue with salaries not matching up. It doesn't really matter, okay? It doesn't really matter what the accolades are for the individual athlete or how many championships they've won. Again, Sue Bird, I'm not going to take anything away from her. She has absolutely been a trailblazer. She has done an amazing job in her career. She certainly deserves all of those accolades. But comparing her to LeBron does not make any sense. She plays in a league that loses $10 million a year, and LeBron plays in a league that profits $2.1 billion a year. There is a dramatic difference. But unfortunately, people don't want to have that discussion. So how do you fix it? Because there's a bunch of women out there going, oh, God, uh, you know, the math, darn, math, math ruins feminism. <clears throat> What's that? Yeah, math is hard. Well, look, when you live in a world where math, the answer to a math problem can be however you feel at that time, you're going to run into people thinking that, that two things that are not equal are equal. And in spite of her career mirroring his career in accolades and length and everything else, the fact of the matter is the WNBA just doesn't make money. They lose $10 million a year. The NBA has a profit of $2.1 billion a year. So when they have a bad you know, pandemic year, they still do okay. And that, of course, is going to help because most of the, the revenue that the NBA makes doesn't even come from ticket sales. WNBA probably had a really bad last year because people couldn't go to the games. So I would assume that they're going to get an extra bailout from the NBA this year. Um, I don't know how, how all of that necessarily works, but I'm, I'm so tired of looking at this stuff and talking about this. Um, by the way, her salary um, is no longer 215000 Her salary is now $221,450. So Sue Bird, ladies and gentlemen, is in the top 7% of income earners in the United States of America. She's doing okay. She's doing okay. And for the record, I think LeBron is overpaid. I think a lot of those people are overpaid. I really do. But let's not cry for her. She's in the top 7% of income earners in the entire country. She makes more money than 93% of every American out there. She does all right. Does she, got, does she have LeBron money? No. But she does real good. There is, um, on a side note to this, since a lot of people seem to think that people earn more money than they really do, uh, there's an epidemic of young women out there who have standards of men. First of all, men have been dealing with this for a long time, but it's become epidemic with the social media and the Tinder and the TikTok and everything else. There are women out there who are running around thinking that they, they deserve a man who makes 200 grand a year. Good luck with that. 
because there aren't that many of them. Well, yeah, yeah, and they'll be taxed by Biden, true. They'll hide their money, but there just there aren't enough of them. But I keep running into this. I run into this all the time, especially on, on TikTok, where women are out there going, I deserve a man. When you start looking at the man that you want, oh, he's got to be successful. He's got to have a house. He's got to have a nice career. He's got to have at least, you know, six figures, maybe $200,000 a year to satisfy my needs and wants, you know, because I want to take vacations and I want a nice car and I want all this. And those guys just don't exist. They are few and far between. And if you're sitting here listening to this show, since this audience has a higher income earning audience than, than the rest of, of all radio, if you're sitting here and you're one of those guys who makes over six figures, congratulations. You are, you are probably in the top 10% of income earners in the entire country. But that means 90% of everybody else doesn't make what you make. I mean, I've, I've been over these numbers quite a bit. And there's just these unreal expectations. And I honestly, I think part of this has to do with Instagram and you know, people posting this fake lifestyle that they don't actually have. Oh, they're going to go rent a car for the day. They're going to post this. I was, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you a story about me renting a car here recently when I, I took my car over to Z-Bart. I had to rent a car for a couple of days. And a really funny thing happened with the guy who was in there renting a vehicle in front of me. I'm going to talk about that next. Again, we're broadcasting live at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Come on out. We'll be broadcasting until 6 o'clock. Just come upstairs right as you come inside, and you can hang out for all the food and drink specials. we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Well, I've got a couple of updates, and then we're going to get back to my solution on the pay gap with male and female athletes, because I forgot to give you the solution. And then I'll tell you the story about the, uh, the car rental thing, which I thought was interesting. Warren Chiropractic, first of all, has done wonders for me. I've already mentioned that I didn't have to get my steroid shot in my neck this time, uh, which has not happened in quite a while. So the fact that I don't have to get that shot is amazing. My wife came to me the other day, and she says, here's something else for your Warren Chiropractic reads. I'm not getting my headaches anymore. Now, she has, um, she has TMJ and a couple of other things that are wrong with her as well, but she was getting a daily headache, and she was getting frequent migraines. So when she started going into Warren Chiropractic, you know, they went in, they, they cut, of course, ease her into it. Now she's starting to do some of the traction therapy, and she has not had a headache in a couple of weeks as a result. And she's going three times a week right now. So, you know, again, it's, I understand you know, a lot of people look at this and they go, man, it's really inconvenient to go, you know, every single week and maybe twice, maybe three times a week. I get that. It's also inconvenient to hurt all the time. So you're going to have to make a decision what is best for you. Um, I feel a ton better. They also, I've had an issue with my feet for a while and we were able to just trace this back to the last appointment. We were able to trace it back to when I tore the tendons on my left ankle when I was playing football and my feet now kind of rotate outwards and that's causing the pain on my feet. So they've actually started adjusting my ankles now. Yes, you can clickety-poppity your ankles, and it feels much better afterwards. It feels amazing. So all of these extra treatments that we're doing at Warren Chiropractic are things that were never done at any other chiropractic place that I've been to. That's the difference. There's a lot of chiropractors out there. There's only one Warren Chiropractic. Go to warrenchiro.com, warrenchiro.com. They have a new patient tab. Click on that, get a special offer, when you go to Warren Chiropractic, let them know that I sent you. 
So my solution on the pay gap, and then I'm going to tell you this amazing story, which kind of ties into what I'm talking about with these unrealistic salary expectations from some people in the dating market now. There are more women than men in this country. To make female athletics successful, the only thing that has to happen is women have to watch them. It is that simple. It is that easy. And you know right now, according to the, the demographics of the data, that's because this is all metadata. Everybody, is, they know everything. Who's watching? How old they are? Where are they? How long are they watching? What's the most exciting part of these games for them? When do they turn these games off? When do they turn them on? You know, they know all of that. More men watch women's sports than women watch women's sports. So men are actually the primary supporters of women athletes. Women still watch men's sports and they don't watch women's sports. Now, why are those sexist feminists not watching women play athletics so women can get an equal pay? I'm just asking questions. It's, it's, a, it's a simple question. Why aren't the feminists who are constantly running online and complaining about all of this and posting these memes, why are they not watching the women athletes? Why are the men supporting the women athletes? That doesn't make any sense. Women are watching the men. And women are probably watching the men because they fantasize about running into one of these people and having a baby with them and, be, and getting their lottery ticket punched. That's what they're fantasizing about. But if women want women's athletics to succeed, all that has to happen is they have to turn on the television and watch it. And in 10 years' time, you could have Sue Bird making as much money as LeBron James if women just supported other women. But they're not doing that. That's not men's fault. That's not the patriarchy. That is purely 100% in the wheelhouse of women. Women are not advertising on it. They're not watching it. They're not able to earn the revenue. That's why the WNBA operates at a $10 million loss. Purely women's fault. Has nothing to do with men. None. It is simple economics. And that simple ec economics is driven by one fact and one fact alone. Women don't watch women's sports. So if you're one of these women posting these memes out there about female athletes not getting paid as much as men and everything else, how many hours a week do you watch women athletes compete? That's what I thought. Now, these unrealistic salary expectations. So, Joe, hold off on my, my commercial here for – ah, never mind. Forget it. I'll tell the story in the back end of this, and then I'll move on to Jennifer Granholm, because Jennifer Granholm needs to be discussed. <laughs> and I know that you never thought you would hear those words come out of my mouth, but we have to talk about Jennifer Granholm, and I'm sorry about it. Broadcasting live at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. More coming up, Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Uh, multiple people have been shot at a Tennessee high school. We're watching that story. It's in Knox County. And it apparently includes a police officer. So that story is developing. As we get updates, we'll continue to pass them on to you. Uh, we don't have a ton of details at this point in time. Uh, but again, this is in Knox County. According to the sheriff there, and multiple people have been shot at a Tennessee high school, including a police officer. All right. 
We are broadcasting live at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Once again, please come on out. Join us. There's plenty of room if you would like to come and enjoy yourself uh, some dinner, some Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. So if you didn't have dinner plans, then make sure you come on out. Uh, I said you got special offers and everything else on the menu. I'd love to have you out here. All right. Um, let's let's go over just so – I want to address this salary thing that kind of came up. And there's been a lot of um, – a lot of young guys that that have expressed some frustration about some of these these young ladies who think that men make more than they really do. And part of the reason of why I was highlighting this was that you know, when you find somebody who makes more than $100,000 a year, it's extremely rare. To be in the top 10%, you have to make 158,000. So if you make $158,000 in a year, you earn more money than 90% of the rest of the population. And of the people, the percentages of people are in that ten, that uh, top ten percent. I think six or seven percent are men. So, well, actually, excuse me, seven or eight percent. My apologies, seven or eight percent are are men. So, if you're a woman and you're looking for a man who makes over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, you have literally taken ninety three percent of the population out of your your dating pool. Like I said, good luck. I mean, if you could pull it off, great, but good luck. It's going to be tough for you to do. Most people who have that kind of income, they're, they're joint salaries. So it, it becomes very frustrating. But let me, let me explain how this, this gets weird and, and why this Instagram lifestyle and everything else kind of manipulates this. And people are posting their fake selves online. So people are living these lives or they're going to these islands. They've got all these people around them. They've got a boat. They've got a plane. They've got this nice car. They're all rentals. Dan Bilzerian, who got famous for, for doing this on Instagram, was all a lie. It was all fake. It was all manipulation. And he gained fame because of it. And he's not the only one. So I'm in line to rent a car a few weeks back. I was taking my vehicle over to Z-Bar to South Bend to get a bunch of stuff done to it, which I talk about in the live reads. But um, th there's, a, there's a young man in front of me who's trying to rent a vehicle. <clears throat> and he will, is for one day... It is for one day, and he will not take the normal cars. He has to try and get the Cadillac Escalade or the Cadillac CT whatever that's out front. He has to have that. Now, it's one day. What does it really matter? They are they're getting ready to close. There's limited availability. This is a weekend, right? I'm getting the vehicle on a weekend for the following week. And this guy is renting a vehicle for one day, and he has to have, has to have the most expensive cars on the lot. And he's willing to pay for it. He's willing to pay for it. And in fact, the car that he finally got after, I don't know, it was like half an hour of, of going back and forth and trying to find a vehicle that he could use, he's going to wait. He had already been there too long, because I was there too long, and he was there slightly before I was. He's going to wait now for them to take one of the vehicles that just got returned and hadn't been cleaned yet. He's going to wait for them to clean it and the COVID sanitation that has to happen. He's going to sit there and he's going to wait for it the entire time. And then he's going to get it. In the back of my mind, of course, I tell this, this story to my wife and everything. In the back of my mind, he's trying to impress somebody, but it's a rental. It's a rental. So this is going to probably go on his Instagram, on his TikTok, riding around in a Cadillac. And, you know, he's going to flash a bunch of single bills and everything. It, it's so stupid. It is so, and it's such a waste of money. He he went from uh, from what his normal rate was. He ended up tripling the rate that he was going to pay for one day. 
for one day to have that car. And he's probably doing it to impress other people who frankly don't matter and don't mean anything. And he's just wasting his money. He's wasting his time. He's wasting his efforts on all of this. They did have one vehicle that he was interested in, but, but it wasn't big enough because he had, he had to have the car seat for his kid in the back. <laughs> the idea that you would have to spend that extra money in order to get this, this higher-end SUV and, and use it for one day. I get it if you're using it for a week or a month. You want to be in a nice car. I get for one day you can't deal with the full-size car if you don't want to deal with the economy car. For one day, like he had a kid, I get getting a full-size car. I get that. But it's just one day. It's one day. And I, I, that story has stuck with me because I'm sitting here, I'm watching this guy who clearly just got off of work. He's dirty. He's grimy. You can tell that he grinds for a living. And I'm just watching him waste his money to impress people that don't mean anything while being, in, while being concerned about the car seat for his kid in the back. And that's the only person that mattered in the entire scenario of this guy's life that day was his kid. That's the only one that mattered. But the kid was secondary to the car. And it's like, God, it's frustrating. Because I see a lot of young people doing this. Okay, I'll be honest. I see a lot of people my age and older doing this. But especially younger people because it's become culture. You have, to, you have to project more than you actually have. You know what it's become? So social media, Instagram and TikTok and everything else, it has become for men... What makeup is to women, it is a way of changing your appearance to attract somebody who honestly probably would have been fine if you weren't wearing any makeup to begin with. And if they weren't, they're probably not good enough to be in your company anyway. And I'm watching a bunch of people do this. And, and I mean, girls are doing it too in order to project their social status and that sort of thing. Like, I'm so popular people love to have me around. For men, they're like, I, I have all of these things, so she wants to be around me, but it's all fake. And this is one of the reasons that we're seeing so many young people fall into depression at a very young age when they're actively engaged in social media. And it's not because of cyberbullying or any of that stuff. That's actually been reduced. There's less bullying now than there ever has been in the history of this country as it has been documented. There's less of it. But what's happening is people are now looking at everybody's fake life online and they are applying those standards to themselves and they're looking around and they're going, I don't have anything. So what does it sound like to a young man, 19, 20, 21, maybe up to 24 years old, when all of the women that he encounters online won't date anybody who doesn't make more than $200,000 a year, but nobody makes more than $200,000 a year. But what does that say to his mind for his own self-worth when he goes out in the world and he's trying to attract a mate, a life partner, and that's all he's running into? And what does that do for her as she's trying to find this unicorn that doesn't exist because nobody makes that much money? What does that do for her when she can't find that person or when she does find that person, by the time she finds them, life has happened. She's got kids now out of wedlock. She's a little bit older. And if we're perfectly honest with ourselves, guys who are making that much money are not necessarily looking for older single women with kids. 
if we're perfectly honest. I know, you hate hearing that, but that's the reality. So now she spent her entire life chasing a unicorn that doesn't exist. He spent his entire life trying to live up to a standard that, that is impractical. And we're wondering why young people are having an increase in suicide rates by looking at this stuff. Now, you know what? There is always this great factor that exists in our society that corrects this type of thinking and this type of behavior. Do you know what it's called? Three letters. Ready? Dad. Dad's the one to look at his daughter and go, stop chasing idiots. Don't be a moron. Apply more value to yourself. You're not going to find this. Stop. If you do find it, it's okay. But it's impractical to assume that there are men out there in droves who make more than $200,000 a year. And when you're getting down on yourself because you don't, you don't fit up to the standard that these women on Instagram and TikTok and social media are applying to what you have to do to date me, you don't have dad swatting you in the back of the head and telling, son, stop being an idiot. You don't want her anyway. This is why 87% of people incarcerated don't have dad at home. This is why the vast majority of teenage pregnancies and women who end up in perpetual poverty don't have dad at home. This is why these special interest groups that are out there don't want nuclear families like Black Lives Matter. They hate dads. They hate fathers. They don't want them around. The easiest fix to poverty in the world is mom and dad at home. And it is actively campaigned against, demonized in our society. And we wonder why young people are struggling. So what do we do? We give those bored young people who don't understand this logic yet. They learn it, but unfortunately they learn it in their 30s and 40s. They're too late. The damage has already been done to women and men. So what we do is we give them other causes to latch on to as a reason for why they can't find their unicorn and why they can't achieve the status of unicorn in order to attract a mate. We give them other, other things to worry about, like you could have done that, but, oh, the patriarchy kept you down, or... Um, you know, white Christian men kept you down, or the government kept you down, or this political party kept you down, or this interest group kept you down, or the NRA kept you down. We find all sorts of boogeymen to justify why it is that those young people cannot succeed. How many times have we heard millennials complain about not being able to buy a house? We don't make enough money to buy a house. You get paid more now than at any point in American history, even in per capita and adjusted dollars. This happened under President Trump. You have never been paid this much. Never. It has never happened. Your credit scores have never been higher. Your ability to earn has never been better in this country. Period. Period. And you can't buy a house? Why is that? Because you're li living in, again, chasing the ends, chasing that Instagram lifestyle. You're living in city center on Main Street, where all the hot clubs are, where all the great celebrities go, where, all, where a house costs you half a million dollars for a studio. Those people are starting to move away from those cities because of COVID. This is one of those unintended positive consequences from COVID that I think might exist. As people move away from urban centers, they're going to find out, crap, I can't afford a house. What are you talking about? A house is only 100 grand out here. It's half a million dollars for a studio apartment just 10 minutes away. They earn enough money to own. They don't, live where it's not where it, they don't live where it's not trendy to live. 
and where it's not trendy is where you can afford to live. They haven't discovered what future, earlier generations learned is you move to the suburbs because it's more affordable. They haven't learned that yet. But they don't have that guidance either. All right, my tangent is done. We've got to talk about Jennifer Granholm coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. We talked about Buttigieg a little bit earlier. And former Mayor Buttigieg, who's the Transportation Secretary, was forced to admit that he was lying about how many jobs the infrastructure bill uh, would create. But also what he has done in the infrastructure bill is he's redefined what is infrastructure. Uh, Elder care is not infrastructure. Now, if I asked you what infrastructure was, you would know instantly what I was talking about in your own head. But now what has happened is the Biden administration is redefining infrastructure to be whatever the heck they want it to be. So this infrastructure bill is a bunch of garbage in it, which, of course, wish list items that have nothing to do with infrastructure because the political class versus the people is an argument that we still need to have. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, or as I call Marcy Darcy, Jennifer Granholm says that the Biden administration will not go by past definitions of infrastructure. Wow, that's, uh, <laughs> that's an amazing admission, don't you think? I mean, being asked about it, it's like, hey, you guys keep saying a bunch of stuff that's not infrastructure is infrastructure. Why is that? Well, we're just, we're just not going to go by past definitions of infrastructure. You mean the dictionary. We could go back in time. Back in time. George Snuffleupagus is interviewing Obama, and he says, Obamacare is a tax hike by, by the dictionary definition. Well, if you have to look at a dictionary, you're just grasping at straws. If, you're, if you change the definition, you change the argument. This is what they have been doing for an extended period of time, and this is what they're going to continue to do. So they're not going to go by the definition of infrastructure to define infrastructure anymore. Good to know. I mean, it should be surprising they don't go by the definition of, of gender and sex either. So they keep changing everything around. We're broadcasting live at Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill. Come on out and join us for dinner. we got more coming up, 95.3 MNC. Thanks for checking out this latest podcast on a segment from my radio show on 95.3 MNC. Don't forget to check out my new website with store at caseyhendrickson.com. And if you want knives or custom Kydex holsters, go to my other website, asdefense.com. We'll catch you next time.